Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Ryan and Rush Show. On today's episode, West Virginia looks to beat the 2022 defending national champions, Kansas Jayhawks, as Kansas comes to Morgantown Saturday. All ahead on the Ryan and Rush Show. And we welcome you back to your source for West Virginia sports. I'm Rambling Rush. He's Moneyline Mac. We are the Ryan and Rush Show, and we're getting right into it. Ryan, not much of uh introduction is needed. Kansas is coming to town on Saturday. No doubt. And whenever the schedule comes out, this is the first game you look at. I mean, it used to be Pitt when we were in the Big East days, but now that we're in the Big 12, it's, hey, when's Kansas coming to town? And we got a treat here. We got a Saturday night, 6 o'clock, the perfect time, the perfect day. Weather's going to be bad, so great time to play the Jayhawks. I mean, everybody watching on YouTube sees my backdrop. That's that's a Kansas. That's Kansas's game last year. So that's that's the kind of atmosphere it's going to be. It's going to be rocking on Saturday night. Well, I like it when Kansas comes in early January, and uh, I know this game is played inside, uh, but it is kind of gross outside. Is I think we both agree Kansas doesn't want to be here. Yeah, I agree with you. It it's a second leg of the uh, road trip for them. They're coming off the big win in Lubbock the other night where they found a way to win a game. Uh, controversial, of course, it always is with Kansas, but they found a way to win. They found a way to start 2-0 and compared to us who are 0-2. We're the desperate team. They're not. So I think this is a good situation for us headed into Saturday night to get a big marquee win. I don't know if this makes a big difference or not, but also they're coming from Lubbock, the furthest point west in the in the Big 12. So, hey, maybe adds a little bit extra of travel time to to get us going. So we'll see, man. Um, going into this game, Ryan, uh, the Mountaineers are currently 10-4, and 0-2 in the Big 12. We obviously talked about the Oklahoma State and Kansas State games, recap both of those, definitely both very winnable games. Um, right now we're 16 in the net. 21 in the Kempom, and we've received five top 25 votes. And I have a feeling a win um, can get us easily right back into that top 25. Definitely going to be one of those years in the Big 12 where if you have a good week, you're in the top 25. If you have a bad week, you're out of the top 25. Um, but this is obviously a great way to start. But I think one of the biggest questions going into this game is obviously with Kansas being the 2022 national champions, defending national champions, is how is this Kansas team compared to that Kansas team? I don't think they're as good as the Kansas team last year because they don't have a guy like McCormick inside. Adams has been good, but he's not McCormick. And they 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 had basically the best player, arguably, in college basketball last year in Ochai Agbaje, or at least the best player for the last month in college basketball, who's now with the Cleveland Cavaliers. And they also missed Christian Braun. They did well in the transfer portal, getting Kevin McCuller from uh, Texas Tech to come over, and then they recruit well like they always do, getting Grady Dick, who's been awesome, filling that Christian Braun role. Mm -hmm. Where they've really taken off this year, the guy that's really taken the next step in his game to fill the shoes of Igbaji is Jalen Wilson. I mean, he's been awesome for him. 21 points, 8 rebounds, takes and makes all the big shots for him down the stretch in these close games. So uh, it's another talented Kansas team, but I, I don't think they're as good as the national championship team last year, but they're still pretty damn good. They are. And Jalen Wilson leading the team in rebounds and points. Um, overall, this Kansas team is averaging 77.9 points per game, 37.6% um, from three-pointer. Obviously, you brought up Grady Dick, who's shooting like 46 from three points. So definitely someone, as we're talking about the keys, someone to look out for. Uh, in terms of notable wins, uh, they're beating Duke, NC State, Wisconsin, close games there. 
Uh, and then, of course, we mentioned the the two Big 12 games that they've won um, where the refs, you know, they, you know, some of the stripes might have there might have been some blue in those stripes. Um, hopefully the refs, you know, even it out here in, in Morgantown Saturday night. Yeah, and they do yeah, something about the blue bloods. Right. And and what they yep. can get away with. Um, but is I'm. This is the time we want to see Kansas. We were talking about it earlier. Ryan is we definitely see this Kansas team kind of um, each year in a way they're you know you're already talking about which players which this year but they kind of have this that cookie cutter um, um, set up so it's it's usually the same Kansas team every year uh, this team basically has five starters that play you know 30 minutes of the 40 minutes um, followed by two bench guys and then after that it's you know guys coming in for quick substitutions and whatnot so definitely their starting five might be better than our starting five but when you got a deep bench like West Virginia, the identity of West Virginia, Bob Huggins coaching, um, our 10 is definitely better than their 10. Yeah, I agree. And that's why we've had so much success here at the Coliseum against them because we've just worn them down with our length, size, and athleticism over the years, especially with Press Virginia. Mm-hmm. And obviously the crowd makes a big difference. They 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 uh they don't hide it. They don't like playing here. Bill Self says it every time he this is his least favorite trip. It's the farthest trip. It's the only place where they have a losing record over Bill Self's tenure in the Big 12. Uh, we're 6-4 against Kansas in the Coliseum and arguably could be a little bit better. A couple games we gave away late. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I like the situation uh, against these Jayhawks early in January. To give uh, Mr. Self-Impose, Mr. Bill Self-Impose, a little credit, mm-hmm. last year was the game uh, during the fish fry and uh, him, Huggins, and Portnoy, they all had a good time together. So, least you know helped out the community a little bit uh obviously last year's game wasn't um that one was in the lost column for the mountaineers but yeah you're right uh you know six and four since joining the big 12 and when kansas is play here hopefully trying to make that seven and four on on saturday so to make that seven and four ryan kind of talking about the matchups is where we've already kind of talked about the depth of of this west virginia team versus kansas is what how what are the good matchups we have what are the the things that favor west virginia in this game I think we could throw the ball inside against them because they don't have the rim protector that they've had in the past. I mean, KJ Adams, he's good, but he's not one of those bulkier guys that they've had, like the McCormicks or um, with with Whitney Whitney. I forget his name, the the big guy. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, way yeah. back in the day, uh, Whitey. <laughs> and I mean, why? Yeah, Whitey. That that's what I called him. And uh, they've had they've had they've had some big. Bigs at Joel Embiid. I mean, they've had yeah, real rim protectors over the years that are playing the NBA and have taken the next step. I don't think they have that this year, but that doesn't, I mean, they're different. They're more perimeter oriented this year with kind of playing more small with Harris, McCuller, Dick, and uh, Wilson. Yeah, they definitely played what is it that three guards, two forwards? Um, KJ Adams, you know, only six foot seven, 225. So definitely. As long as the, the the depth advantage, we do have the size advantage as well. Um, where and Wilson does, yeah. is kind of a guard too. He's he's yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Guard at, at the four position, kind kind of like Trey Mitchell in a way, similar a little bit, a little bit. But he's he's uh, he's got better ball skills than Trey. But yeah, no, to the same degree, yes. In theory, right? Is that you like to say when you're close? Yes. But, <laughs> uh, where kind of going back to the matchups is where is where's West Virginia gonna could potentially struggle in this game. Uh, if we turn the ball over, it'll be a long night because no kidding. Oklahoma state's fast. These guys are even faster. 
And you you named off their big wins. The the two that they also got were against Indiana at the Fog that they won by twenty five, and they blew out Missouri in Missouri by uh, thirty. And the reason why they blew both them out was they forced more than twenty turnovers, and they scored thirty plus points in each of those games off those turnovers. So if you turn the ball over, and for all the football fans out there, if you throw pick sixes, live ball turnovers, it's going to be a long night. You read. As Hugs would say, I'd rather punt the ball in the stands and go set our defense and make them play against us in the half court. Especially the uh, team that's really good in, in, in transition. No, I, I agree. I mean, it comes back to it's kind of yes. what we've been talking about all week, right? Is is these free throws and turnovers keep getting to us. Is we 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 have to to capitalize on just basic fundamental things like free throws and turnovers. Those get taken care of. This team's in a lot better of a spot. We're probably two and zero going into this game. Um because obviously Kansas always, you know, mean this game means the world to us uh, fans. We love going to them. We've been, I know you've been on the bench, part of a lot of them. I've been in the stands, uh, been some during some nice court stormings. And I mean, even that COVID year, it was, uh, it was nice to take a break from, from the pandemic to watch us crush Kansas. So always good there for moral support. Um, the X factor in this game, Ryan, if you see it coming down to like a person or, I don't know, a side of the ball. What what is the X factor that's that's going to be the glue, I guess, of this West Virginia team? I think Kedrian Johnson. Because I said, like, you, you got to take care of the ball, but also you got to set the tone on the defensive end, pick the ball up at the 10-second line, make life hard for these point guards for Kansas so that they can't get the ball to Kevin McCuller or Grady Dick or Jalen Wilson in the scoring areas that Kansas and Bill Self will run. I'm with you. Keedy is a great X factor. I also say that kind of more of a, not an individual, but more of, of the team is when we keep talking about how deep this, this West Virginia team is. And when you are that deep going against a team that's playing, you know, five to seven people, maybe an eighth person pops in is you got, you got to get them into foul trouble. You got to hit them hard. You got to set hard picks. You got to grind them down, especially a three point shooting team because you start wearing them down those you know threes get a little wobbly out there and um get those nice defensive rebounds offensive rebounds and a lot of good can happen when you when you wear down a thin team yeah get into their legs absolutely all right ryan your money line max three keys to victories how do we beat kansas at six o'clock on saturday at the coliseum Number one, and this has been two games in a row now, but it, it's it's pivotal. Transition defense. Mm-hmm. If you keep t- Kansas out of transition, make them score against your half-court defense, like Texas Tech and Oklahoma State did for stretches and uh, stints of that game where they dominated, Kansas struggles to score in the half-court. But if you let them get out and run with long misses, bad shots, or live ball turnovers, it, it, it will be a long night because these Jayhawks are as good as, I mean, every Kansas team over the years is really good in transition. They're just as good as they've ever been in transition. Multiple guys can push it. So transition defense is number one. Number two, uh, throw it to the guys with, with the jerseys of your same color. So uh, don't help. turn it over, man. Uh, yeah, no pick sixes, no live ball turnovers. It, I, I know it sounds simple, but if we take care of the ball, we're going to win the game. Yeah, because I, I, I really do believe they're going to. Yeah, they're going to struggle to score against our half court defense with this crowd. And last but not least, um, it's a home game. Set the tone and make your free throws. I I know this is really this is a really simple game plan. Make your free throws. Don't turn it over. But it's why we're zero and two instead of one and one or even two and zero. 
And you mentioned it. Kansas has gotten a favorable whistle these first two games. The Big 12 has probably made a note, hey, people are noticing. We're going to give get a good whistle, I think, on Saturday night. So we're going to get our chances. We're going to drive the ball, throw it inside, get to the free throw line. We just got to execute and make our free throws. And, and I think we will be just fine, and we'll be celebrating Saturday night. Our chances will be there, Ryan. It's it's can we capitalize yep. or not? And that that's that's the difference. Everyone wants to compare. Hey, how's um, this team better than last year's team? Well, this this year's team wins a game like this. This year's team capitalizes on on bad plays from the other team. They they step up. So definitely have their work cut out for them. I'll also kind of add a fourth key to victory. And this isn't necessarily the West Virginia basketball team, but obviously keep mentioning this is a home game. Kansas hates playing home here. We're calling on the crowd. We need that crowd noise. We need the crowds to get into it. They they do not want to be here. So, if, I mean, the crowd has a job to do as well. And there's a reason um, the Coliseum is always rocking. There's a reason they always talk about it on ESPN. I mean, Ryan, I remember that uh, Baylor-West Virginia game before the world shut down uh, with Deuce and, and, and Oscar. And I've... I've never heard it that loud in my life. And then we go back to the feed and they, they couldn't agree more. So I think we need to make it that loud again. So let, let, let's get it Mountaineers. Let's, let's cheer on this team to victory. Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, you can't ask for a better time to start the game too. six o'clock prime time Saturday night. So yeah, great spot. Should be a great crowd. Should be, be electric. It gives plenty of people, plenty of time for people to go uh, have some fun before the game and after the game. So uh, be safe, everybody, on Saturday. And hey, if you see us around, come say hi. Always, always nice. No doubt. When, uh, the occasional person comes up and 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 says hi. So please, always, always love uh, chatting with everyone. We appreciate all the support as always. We will be back next week, obviously recapping this game. Big game two next week. Ryan is Baylor. Um, Jalen, uh, the Jalen Bridges part of me, uh, revenge game. So definitely have to show up for that one, and we'll be previewing that as well. Um. Another big week next week. Well, I mean, I guess we're in the Big 12 every week's a big week. So from here on out. So yes, it is. Love you all and, and go Mountaineers. Go Mountaineers. Have a good weekend. And we quickly welcome you back. We thought we were done last episode. Of course, as soon as we finish, we got the alert that uh, our X Factor, Ryan, uh, Keity Johnson, um, reported by, of course, Hugs said it, but reported by Ethan Bach that he has a concussion and will be out this game against Kansas. You could have made it easier and just said K Johnson and we wouldn't have to record this segment at the end. Um, but going back quickly to that X factor discussion now with Keedy out, obviously that, you know, that puts a major hole in the the Mountaineers lineup. How, how do the Mountaineers adjust to that? And what's, what's the new X factor? Who is the new X factor for this game? Yeah. I didn't mean Keedy Johnson. I meant Kobe Johnson. Of course. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's Kobe. Obviously everybody thinks Keedy goes out, so Joe Toussaint's going to slide right in at uh, the one position, and he'll play the bulk of the minutes, obviously, but Kobe's a guy that has experience at the one here in the Big 12 as well, so he'll be the backup, but he also plays multiple positions in the two and three, so I expect uh, Kobe and Seth to get more minutes, as well as Joe Toussaint, obviously. Yeah, so th- definitely something to watch out for, kind of more of of that rotation, and we you know we talk about Keedy, especially when we're talking about that UAB game. And how much he we're gonna we depended on him to to be a defensive machine, and we do you know mm-hmm. depend on him. So it's definitely going from kind of depending on that one guy to now that X factor becomes three guys in a rotation. So it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out with Kansas. Definitely, it's still to to recap. It's good that we're at home. It's good. It's early January. I'm I don't know about you, but I'm still feeling pretty confident about this game. Uh, I definitely think we're due, but definitely uh, some major adjustments need to be made with with Keedy being out. 
Yeah, I agree. And it's it's nice that Kansas doesn't have one of their traditional point guards that is a score first point guard. I mean, Dewan Harris, he he's a good player. He's a solid guy that kind of runs the show, but I mean he he only averages eight points a game. So he's more of a facilitator to get those other guys shots, Wilson, Dick, and McCuller. So and then they bring also um off the bench uh Yusuf Yusufu, who's uh just brings pure energy. Yep, yep. So definitely something to be interesting to watch out. Obviously, we talked about last episode too. Talked a little bit about earlier in this episode with the the number five player, whether that's that's Pat or JBJ um or Wagi. So I think we're gonna a lot's gonna be needed from them, um, especially defensively and especially uh being that size in the lineup. So this definitely goes from a a kind of more uh, personnel situation and the fact that you know really relying on Keedy to even more of the team and it's one less person so definitely with us being in the advantage of deep you know one less so need everyone stepping up especially the bench and uh I guess we look forward to seeing it on uh, Saturday in in good old Morgantown we'll be there Ryan no doubt and yeah this is part of the game man it's a uh 31 game gauntlet or 31 game season 18 game gauntlet in the big 12 so next man up Next man up, love the mentality. And I, you know, we talk about it being a war of attrition, especially with football, but we forget that that basketball, especially getting to this time of year, especially in the big 12 can, you know, be very similar things. And is what we saw, you know, in the past couple of years with head injuries, they're not taking this lightly, which is a good thing. Of course, Katie helped for this number one, but going to be definitely looking forward to that bench stepping up uh, Saturday night. No doubt. Go Mountaineers. Love y'all. Have a good one. Hopefully we're not coming back on again soon. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully there's no more breaking news. (laughs) No more breaking news. All right. Love y'all. Have a good one.